This is KMTT. And uh, today is Tuesday. We have this week's uh, Pashat Shavua with the Perush of the Ramban. This is as we back last week. Uh, I should have done Pashat Ki Tetze. And I accidentally did Pashat Shoftim. It was, we were on vacation. I hadn't uh, spoken for four weeks. And I simply got confused. So those who want to hear Pashat Shoftim benefited. Those who wanted their Pashat Kititze lost out. But now I'm going back to the usual uh, schedule where the Shir is on the coming Pashat Shavua. This week's Pasha is Pashat Kitavo. Pashat Kitavo, in, before the portion which we call the Tochacha, the long and terrible description of the punishments, the Afflictions which will fall on the Jews if they do not follow the Torah, you have the description of the um, the, the, the special ceremony that took place in Shechem and Har Gerizim and Har Eval. Berachot v'klalot. Shu'a v'alah. The blessings and the curses, the oath that uh, now Moshe Rabbeinu is describing how it will be done, and later on in Sefer Yeshua, in, in fact, it takes place. And there's a list there of uh, a rule of curses, starting in Perek Chavzayin, Pasuk Yudalid, uh, Pasuk Tedva was the first one. Cursed be he who makes an idol. People say Amen, meaning they accept upon themselves the Arur, which is a kind of an oath. It's an oath with a, with a sting, you might say. It's an oath with a curse attached to it. He who curses his parents. He who uh, oversteps into his neighbor's uh, property. There's this long, not so long list of aru. The last one, each one is a sin. Each one involves some sort of a lav or, or, or prohibition that's in the Torah. The last one, Pasuk Chavav, is general. Aru asher lo yakim et ivrei ha-Torah hazot la-asot otam. Yomar kol ha-am amen. Cursed is he who will not, usual interpretation, will not fulfill the words of this Torah. To do them, and the people said, Amen. The word Yakim doesn't say Yikayim, which would mean fulfill. It says Yakim. Literally, Yakim is to make something stand up, to erect, or to establish. And that is going to be the subject of our Ramban today. As usual, the Ramban, Parach of Zayin Pasuk Chavav, begins with quoting Rashi. Asher lo yakim et evrei ha-Torah hazot, kan kalal et kol ha-Torah kula, v'kiblu alehem ba'alau b'shua. So Rashi does interpret yakim as to fulfill. Strangely enough, after a number of oaths relating to individual mitzvot, you have one which includes everything, and Rashi says, yes, that's exactly what it means. Kan kalal et kol ha-Torah kula, this last one includes the entire Torah. 
not to fulfill mitzvah A, B, or C, but cursed is he who will not fulfill all the, the words of the Torah. And Rashi then adds, V'kiblu ha'alehem ba'ala'u b'shua. And they accepted it. Fact. Amru, kol ha'am amen. And by saying amen, they not only are subject to the Torah, but they have accepted upon themselves to fulfill all the Torah with an oath and then Allah and they and they curse. Lashon Rashi. That's what Rashi says. Ramban does not accept this interpretation. He doesn't say why, but the reason is that it just doesn't make sense that there should be a general acceptance of the entire Torah completely. In other words, this was done in Har Sinai. The Jews have accepted Torah. What's the point of putting them through this ceremony, this, this swearing to fulfill the entire Torah? Especially after you've had these individual, apparently very important individual points in the previous Psukim. So the Ramban says, But the Fidati, Ki HaKabbalah Hazat, when they accepted upon themselves this, this acceptance, means the following. Sheyodeh Bamitzvot Bilibo. Viyu Be'inav Emet. By saying Amen to this Asher Lo Yakim, a person is, what does mean Yakim? He should confess to the mitzvot in his heart, and they should be in his eyes the truth. In other words, confess, confess in the original sense of the word, in the confessional. They should um, attest, maybe be better than confess. They should um, they should make the mitzvot true in their heart. In other words, yakim doesn't mean to fulfill in practice. Yakim means to establish, to erect. What does it mean to establish the Torah? It means to give it a firm foundation. Where? In your heart. Yodeh b'mitzvot b'libo v'yiyu b'inav emet and the mitzvot should be true in his eyes. Ve, one more line. V'yamin she'ha'oseh yiyelo sachar v'tovah and he should believe that he who does them, the mitzvot, will receive reward and good, and he who transgresses shall be punished. Then Rabban adds, "V'im yichbor b'achat mehen, otena teyebeinav b'teila le'olam." That if he, the opposite of yodeh is lichbor, if he denies one of them, or one of them. In his eyes is um, batel. It's extinct. It's it's annulled. Hinehu ba'aru. Hinehu aru. He's included in the word aru, the curse. Aval, but im aval alachat man. But if he just transgresses one, doesn't deny it in his heart. But he he transgressed. He violated a mitzvah. For instance, he ate chazir. He had a sudden craving to eat pig. Or he did not make a sukkah, because he was lazy. That's not what this pasuk is talking about. That's like any other mitzvah. You haven't fulfilled the mitzvah, you transgress the mitzvah, there's a given punishment. But the cherem, the arur, the oath, the vow, is not about not doing a mitzvah, but about denying a mitzvah.
כי לא אמר כתוב אשר לא יעשה את דברי התורה הזאת, אלא אמר אשר לא יקים את דברי התורה הזאת לעשות. doesn't say will not do the Torah, but it says will not establish the Torah. What does the word mean יקים? כתם, the Ramban has an example, במגילת אסתר, קימו וקיבלו היהודים עליהם. When Mordechai sent a letter to all the Jews to, to um, practice the holiday of Purim, it says, קימו וקיבלו היהודים עליהם. אז קיבלו היהודים, they accepted it. What does it mean קימו וקיבלו? They established and they accepted it. it they, by accepting it, they established it. They, they, they legislated, so to speak, to themselves. They made it real. Or in the words of the man, they made it true. Okay, so the man has two basic points included in this Kabbalah. I think that's one thing. They should attest to these mitzvot in their hearts. And in their eyes it should be true. Secondly, Second thing is, And you should believe that he who does them receives a reward and he who transgresses receives a punishment. So my first question is really, why the second? Sachav Onesh, reward and punishment, is a very important principle in Judaism. But why is that the meaning of Asher Lo Yakim? Yakim, the Ban says, means to establish. So I understand why to establish a mitzvah means that it should be a mitzvah in your eyes, a mitzvah in your eyes, a commandment, an obligation. And therefore, Shiyodev mitzvot b'libo b'yu b'inav emet. That I understood. How do you establish a mitzvah? You make it binding on yourself. You say, it's my truth. It's what I believe in. But why is it the establishment of mitzvah to say that it has repercussions? That fulfilling a mitzvah engenders a reward and violating a mitzvah obligates one to receive a punishment. Why is that the establishment of the mitzvah. I think the answer really goes back to something I just said was understood, but really isn't. Why is establishing a mitzvah making it true in your eyes? And I think what the Ramban is saying, the establishment, lahakim mitzvah, is to make it true, not that it's, you're truly obligated you truly obligated because God told you to do it. Making a making the mitzvot true in your eyes, sheyodeva mitzvot, is recognizing that the mitzvot are themselves the truth. Not that you have to do them, but they're they they have objective value. They're the real way in the world. In other words, if I'm, for some reason, I have authority over you, and I tell you to jump, then you have to jump. And if you jump, then you've accepted, you've done what I told you to do. But that's not, that, that's the whole Torah. When the Jews were Hasinai, God told them to jump. And they said, we'll jump. The Brit that Moshe Rabbeinu is telling the Jews that they will have to go through when they come to Hargerizim and Harival in the land of Shechem and Eretz Canaan, isn't to once again obligate them to fulfill. So Rabban says, he who doesn't fulfill is not included in this. It's not about doing mitzvot. 
And it's not about accepting in advance to do mitzvot. In other words, so that we understood, Ramban said that explicitly. Maybe you think that Ramban says, okay, this is about how a person has to commit himself in advance to doing mitzvot. It's really the same thing. A person is obliged and obligates himself to do mitzvot, and he's committed to doing mitzvot. But isn't he talking about commitment to do? He's talking about that sheyodeh ba mitzvot bilibro, that he will confess to the mitzvot is missing a direct object here. What, what is he confessing to? The you be never met. Lakimita Torah means that the Torah for you is the truth. It's not what you have to do, it's the right thing to do. It's emet. The you be never met. It's not just that they're obligatory in his eyes, but they're truth in his eyes. Something can be obligatory, but not, not really true. I mean, I think even practically speaking, not as quite as extreme as jumping up and down, but, but it's, it's illegal to double park on certain streets. So it's really illegal, and, and, and you have to, you know, it's forbidden to do. But it doesn't represent some sort of celestial metaphysical truth. It's, it's a matter of, uh, of formal obligation. It's useful, it's beneficial, and it's been legislated. Lahakimita Torah is to raise the Torah from the level of that which I've accepted to do to that which is the beacon of my life. Sheyodeh ba mitzvot That he acknowledges the truth of the mitzvot. The Yubay never met. And therefore the man continues. The Yamin and he should believe that there is reward and punishment. Because reward and punishment for the Ramban, and this cannot be stressed enough, is not some sort of payment or payback by God for those who have not listened to him. It's not a, a, a little gold star that teacher gives out because you've been a good boy. It's inherent, internal benefit by going in the right way. And that's why the man says, Sachar v'tova. He who does mitzvot receives reward and good. Reward is the good. It's hachayim ve'et hamavet. And Ramban is saying is that the mitzvah of Yakim Devarei Torah Azot is to believe that metaphysically Derech HaTorah the way of Torah is life it's truth and therefore of course since according to the Ramban there's a connection between the truth and what exists if you live the right way if you do the mitzvot then your life is fortified because you're connected to God you're connected to the source of all life. And if, chas v'shalom, you do have a rot, it doesn't mean God will get angry and punish you. If you transgress the Torah, it's like you're, you're setting yourself on fire. In other words, doing mitzvot and not doing prohibitions is like, for the Ramban, is like eating the right foods and not, not putting your hand in fire. Now, we do it anyhow, but you should believe and make true for you, you're thereby met that, Bad foods will kill you. And fire will burn you. And similarly, Averot, 
will destroy your life, but mitzvot will build them. Shehem emet. It's the true way, not just the obligatory way. And therefore, Ramban adds, it's not a different note, it's, it's a, technically a separate, a separate, a separate sentence, but it, it's really one idea. To say that the mitzvot and the Torah is true, is to say that it's beneficial. For the Ramban, who thinks that the way of the world is the connection to God. Where God's spirit is expressed, that's where there is abundance. If you cut off the connection between the world and God, there will be famine. Okay, that's Ramban's first point. Asher lo yakim means to internally, psychologically establish, make the Torah a pillar of truth for your existence. The man sums this up. Vinehu cherem hamordim vahakofrim. So this pasuk is the cherem, the the the, the curse, the ban, agur asher of the mordim and the kofrim, the rebellious and the apostate. Those those who deny the truth of the Torah. The man then proceeds to quote a Yerushalmi which has two other opinions what the word yakim mean, means. Because the word definitely requires elucidation. And Yerushalmi offers two explanations, one of which Ramban calls later on Divrei Agada, it's not really Pshat, and one which could be Pshat. The Yerushalmi asks, Lakim means to to establish in the sense of to put something up, to, to make it erect. So what do you have to make the Torah erect? Is there a Torah falling down? No, it takes the word very, very literally. Lahakim, come. To stand up. How does one stand up the Torah? Is there a falling Torah and a standing Torah? Answer. First answer. Rabbi Shimon ben Yakim. Sometimes in, in rabbinic literature, you have this thing where the name reflects what he's talking about. I don't know what, what Rabbi Shimon ben Yakim's father's real name was. Maybe it was Yakim, but in any event, he's talking about Lahakim. It's not a coincidence. Rabbi Shimon ben Yakim Omer Zahazan. Ban will explain right away what this means, but Lahakim et Torah means to pick the Torah up. What we call Hagba. So, obviously it's not the Pshat. The Torah cursed he who doesn't pick up the Torah. It sounds a little bit extreme. But it's called Lahakim. Because he really does stand it up. Zachazan. We'll come back to this in a second. Rabban Shimon ben Chalafta Omer, Zebetin Shel Matan. Lakimet HaTorah is to do the action of the court. Of the human court. Lakimet HaTorah, Mimekimet HaTorah, he, the courts. And I give an example. Demar Rav Yehuda v'Ravuna b'Shem Shmuel, Al HaDavar Azekara Yoshiyahu, this is a reference to when the Torah was discovered in the Beit HaMikdash in the time of Yoshiyahu and they came and they read before Yoshiyahu and they read this very they read this very uh, parsha. so Yoshiyahu rent his garments because it said Asher lo yakim and Yoshami says why was Yoshiyahu so upset about that? he said Alai lahakim that's my job in other words, how will they understand the word Lahakim? 
It doesn't say it's not the court, it's the king. It's the same idea. It's the enforcement. In other words, it's not the court to judge between one who sues another one. It's the court that punishes those who don't do things and encourages those who should do it. So it's also the job of the king. So Ashur Yakim, Yoshev said, Alayla Hakim. Why was Alayla Hakim? Everyone has to look him. No, no. It's a special job that applies to Beddin Shel Matan, to the court of the, of, of the earth, or of the king, or of the government, that they're there to enforce and to encourage the observance of mitzvot. So Lakim mitzvot doesn't mean to do them, as Rashi thought. It means to establish them, meaning to get other people to do them. That's called Lakim. He who has learned and has taught, has observed and done, sounds like he's perfect. But he had the ability to, it uses a different word, had the ability to, to strengthen. And he did not strengthen. This is the included in this Aru. In other words, it means he himself was perfect. He observed and learned. Lachzik means to get other people, other people to fulfill, to fulfill the mitzvot. To strengthen others who are weak. He is strong, but you should strengthen others as well. That's the Aru of this thing. As refers to the court, the king, the Nasi, in other words, the executive arm. So, Lakim here means, They have the ability to establish the Torah in the hands of those who are disestablishing it, who are annulling the Torah. And then Rabbi Nehemiah says what the, what the Gemara said, Even if he is a perfect, righteous individual, Tzadik Gamur, but, he could have strengthened the Torah in the hands of the evildoers who are annulling it, who are canceling it. Ramban says this is a different pshat, but it's very close to my pshat. Think about it. Why is this close to Ramban pshat? Ramban pshat in Lakim is, it's a psychological process. He made the Torah true in his heart. The Yerushalmi's pshat is that he enforced the Torah on other people. The only thing they have in common is that neither one of them explains like Rashi. But that's not what Zekharov means. This is similar to what, this is close to what we have explained, what man says. The, the, the connection is that you're making it more true. It's a big difference. The Ramban Shad is psychological. You not only do it, but you make it true in your hearts. And the Vishavi Pshad is that by getting more people to do it, it's more true. Words, I'm doing the Torah, but I don't care if you don't do it. If the Torah is not merely an obligation, but it's truth, then the man seal I can't be quiet if other people aren't observing it. I have this, this need, this desire, this urge to make sure that others do it as well because it's the truth. It's in getting rid of sin, getting rid of non-observance, it's like getting rid of disease. It's a, it's, it's, it's a vision for human perfection. So the man says it's very similar to my pshat. I would say maybe very is too strong a word. It's similar to my pshat, even though practically speaking it's a totally different pshat. Lakim is a psychological process of affirmation, or Lakim is a social process of enforcement. 
Then the Rabbi comes back to the Pshat that we, I read and skipped. That Lakim Zeachazan. Amru al derech agada. Man says, eh, it's not Pshat. It's a, uh, kind of explanation. Zeachazan. Sheino mikim sefer Torah lahamidan kitiknan. Shelo yipolo. So the obviously Pshat, the Ushami is that the Chazan, Chazan doesn't mean a Chazan. Chazan means what we call today a Gabay or a Shamash. Chazan Aknesset was a person who, he took care of things. So the Chazan is cursed if he doesn't make sure the Torah stands and doesn't fall. Rabban here, the simple Pshat, Yushami, has nothing to do with what we call Hagba, because it's difficult to find where that's mentioned in the Gemara. So he says, well, but still the Torah sometimes has to be stood up, and it's in danger of falling down. The Chazan has to make sure that it stands. But then Rabban says, no, I think it's what we call Hagba. This is not mentioned in Shas, but it's mentioned in Mesechet Sofim. Picks up the Torah and he shows it everybody turning to left and right, forward and backwards. So obviously this is an Agadah. Right? Not, Torah is not cursing someone who doesn't pick up the Torah for Hagma. Uh, but, why is Mban mentioned this at all? could have not called Yushalmi, or he could have skipped this part of Yushalmi, or he could have just not bothered coming back to explain the length. I think what Nabban is saying is, of course it's Napshat, but it's also not so different. Nabban is hinting to us, why do we do Hagba? Why before, after laning, is to somebody pick up the Sefer Torah and show it to the people? I think Nabban is implying that it's his idea in Yakim. After all, it's not a way of teaching Torah. Nobody can read what it says, or read enough of what it says on the Torah when it's shown for him for a few seconds by the person who picks up the Torah. You might think that it's a way of honoring the Torah. You pick it up high. The thing what Ben is saying is it's a way of which means it's a way of making the Torah Established, meaning true. The Torah is closed. Even if it's read in a few minutes and we hear the Torah, that's one level. We show the Torah because we want every Jew to see it. It should be the place where you're looking. As Ramban says when he describes what the mitzvah is, you should pick it up. He shows the text to the people, on his right, and his left, forward and backwards, because why? Why do you show them? Because it's a mitzvah for everybody to see the writing, and then Rabbi adds, and to bow down, and to say, Zot HaTorah Moshe, is exactly what the man said before, you should do in your heart. What does Zot HaTorah Moshe, where, being modeh, we're affirming and attesting to that this is the Torah which God gave to Israel. So the tekes, right, the ceremony in which a person says this is the truth and I believe in it is in fact during Hagma. And the man says that they should all see, bow, lichroa before the Torah, which is a way of accepting it. And say the words, Bezot HaTorah Shlomo Shev Neisar Al Pi Hashem, Biyad Moshe, 
V'chein no ha-gimel. And that is what we do. So this pshat is not the real pshat, and yet it's sort of an external expression for the real pshat, something which is not all surprising to us to find in the Ramban because of the multiple layer of interpretation that the Ramban has. So even the drush here, in fact, is another layer, and not even another pshat, it's another expression of the inner pshat. There's the inner pshat, which you do in your heart. There's the outer pshat, which is the other pshat in Yushalmi, of enforcing it upon people. And then there's the outer, outer pshat, a ceremonial sort of thing, whereby we hold the Torah up and the people, in fact, affirm and accept it upon themselves. So, this Ramban, aside from, you know, just explaining a word, differently than Rashi, Pasuk is an important Pasuk. It's the, it's the culminating Pasuk of the, of the, the acceptance of the Torah, the Brit, Brachot Klalot of Hagwizim Harival. And he has a very different pshat in Rashi. He also describes a particular thing that has to be done. And the Ramban says it's a mitzvah which needs to be done. And this internal psychological acceptance of the Torah. And aside from that, we have an interesting example of the Ramban's multiple layer of meanings where the three perushim the Ramban brings and accepts, as opposed to Rashi's pshat, in fact, all exhibit, the Ramban says about one of them, kavov, the Masha Pirashno, even the one that he doesn't really accept, the one that's the Agadah and the Drush, is also Kavov the Masha Pivashna. It's an exhibition, an external exhibition of what Rabban thinks is the main point here. And that's our Shefer today. And we'll be back next week with next week's Pasha, Pashat Itzavim. You've been listening to KMT Teiki, Mitzion, Tetzay Torah, Udva Hashem, Mi Yerushalayim, Kotov.